What up, Street Dogs? Eric Kim. All right, so the, the thought. This is about signal to noise and signal and noise. So, so obviously right now we're, we're kind of living through a time of COVID and we're all hungry for more knowledge, information and stuff like that. But the problem is with the media and the news and whatever, the issue of signal and noise is 99.999% of everything out there is signal, uh, noise, and very little signal. So what's the difference between signal and noise? Noise is kind of irrelevant stuff that's actually not pertinent to you. Signal is actually what directly affects your life and is important to you. So um, let me use an example. Uh, I think generally national news or international news is generally noise for the most part. Local news is generally pertinent to you. So for example, I'm living in Providence, Rhode Island. The only real things that's affected my personal life is, you know, gyms closed, uh, parks closed, and uh, that's, that's, that's pretty much it. And so if I'm going on the news and I'm reading all these news about you know, all this death and chaos happening around the world, it becomes like a little bit perverse because it's some new, it's like I'm consuming these fear feeds and it doesn't really affect or impact my life. And all this noise is just, this is just essentially making me more fearful and it's injecting more is causing my body to react in a physiological way where I'm giving out like stress hormones, like, you know, cortisols, nonephrine and stuff like that. But also a little bit of schadenfreude in the sense that I'm kind of glad that's not me. And therefore a little bit of serotonin comes off. So that's why it's very, I haven't really figured out a good way to think about this, but in fear, we actually get a little bit of pleasure from fear. So example, you play you know, video games, scary video games, you watch a scary movie. After watching, I think there was actually a Netflix uh, show on this, like the, the fear episode, is that after the fearful thing happens and comes and goes, you feel a lot of release and serotonin because you're like, okay, thank God that wasn't me or thank God that wasn't my family member and so forth. And so generally my notion is if you zoom out long enough, almost everything is noise. Like uh, another example. So there's a Nietzsche quote that I like is that, create a barrier of you and your contemporaries by at least 300 years and put a skin of 300 years between you and your contemporaries and everything. Which means don't think about life right now Think about life 300 years from now. What's still gonna be pertinent then? And stuff like that. And I think maybe that's the role for us, like, you know, philosophers, thinkers, artists, and so forth, is that we shouldn't get too caught up in the now because, you know, everything comes and goes. And, you know, even if you zoom out long enough, um, like, everything that we consider super pertinent is probably not. So let me give you an example. If we think about life in the 
the second to second moment, minute to minute moment, hour to hour. There's so many crazy fluctuations between up peaks and down peaks. Like a good example is like, you know, becoming like a, a day trader or in the stock market. If you're constantly watching your stocks go up and down, this is gonna wreck, uh, wreck havoc on your emotional, physiological stress hormones because every time your stock goes up, you feel good. Every time it goes down, you feel like shit. So it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a, it's like my analogy is like, imagine if every time there's good news or something, you know, you take a bite out of uh, a Twinkie or whatever, and every time it goes down, somebody socks you in the face. So eating Twinkies and then getting punched in the face constantly, constantly, a thousand times in a day, that's a, that's a lot of noise and that's something that's not uh, good for your health. So I think, yeah, at this point, you know, the irony is we care about our health more than ever, but by following the news too much, it's actually wrecking more havoc on your health because physiologically speaking, our, our body's physiological response to, you know, bad news and noise and stuff like that, it actually does have a, a huge effect. Like look at Obama before he became president after, certainly stressed as a, a huge, horrible damage to your bodies. So, um, just some practical suggestions. I'll, I mean, I, I, I'm not gonna tell you what to do, but I'll tell you what I do, and just use that as a guide to figure out how to adjust your own personal life stuff, is I haven't followed the news for the last like six, seven years, and there's been very little things that has affected me. I still vote, and it's very, <laughs> it's, you know, generally with uh, the elections, too, it's so simple. Cause like, you know, everyone's like following the, the news so closely with politics. I'm like, dude, it's obvious. Just vote for the guy who is not Donald Trump. Simple as that. So just, you know, vote for whoever is the Democratic uh, nominee. So I think the last uh, election cycle I voted for I think I first voted for Bernie and then I voted for Hillary because she made it all the way to the end. And so, like, you don't got to let, just, you know, just, like, in terms of the news and stuff like that, um, <laughs> I, I think I said this in my last uh, video with Ruben is, essentially it's like the human centipede of news which is like, you're kind of fed this constant shit sandwich and you cannot stop eating it. And it's just constantly being regurgitated through how many bowels. And that's what most of the news is. Everyone's quoting somebody else, new statistics. And obviously we know that, you know, the, the death and tragedies is just gonna keep going up. So it's, it's kind of like fear porn. It's like, why do we keep watching it with this weird kind of perverse uh, reason? So, you know, I haven't watched the news for like, I haven't followed the news the last six, seven years. Um, and it was, it was kind of inspired by a quote from Nassim Taleb is, I think from his bed, the bed of Procrustes, to cure yourself of the news, spend a year reading last year's news. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'm kind of trying to look more forward ahead. So I'm thinking about the world five years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, 300 years from now. And some things which I find pretty obvious is, um, generally disasters, pandemics last a lot longer than we think they will. So for myself personally, you know, I think maybe the effects of COVID is still going to remain in our psyche for at least another like three, 3.5 years is my, my prediction. And 
even notions of social distancing, people not wanting to go out and stuff like that. This is, I don't know, who knows, maybe this might affect us for like at least another decade in terms of people just kind of being afraid of other people and stuff like that. Even when you find a cure or a vaccine, consider how difficult it is to even buy toilet paper in America. It's probably going to take equally as long to get the cure or administer the cure or whatever. So people essentially, I think, um, you know, there's the Great Depression. I think that this period is going to be the great fear. For the next 10 years, people are just going to be really fearful of just like everybody. You know, things are going to be more digital, obviously. So more Zoom meetings, blah, blah. And, you know, who's killing it right now? Facebook, Google, Amazon, all the big tech companies. So obviously there's going to be more opportunities in tech. Uh, I think there's going to be more opportunities for digital learning, digital pedagogy and stuff like that. And maybe this could be a chance for you to thrive as an artist. So even our last music video, or not music video, um, the film that me and Cindy made, we actually did a lot of recording here in our, uh, in our, our stairwell here, here. And so, yeah, I think it's important for us to just kind of expect the worst and hunker down for the long term. Uh, for the most part, I would recommend you just not follow the news. Uh, more important than following the news, call your mom, call your dad, call your family member, call your friends. Um, if certain people are feeling lonely, you know, just, just uh, have a call with them. Even one thing that me and Cindy have been doing with our friends, we've been having Zoom meetings and just eating dinner together. And so, yeah, some super basic things that you could do with uh, your friends, your family, and stuff like that. I think it's more important for us to think if we actually want to impact change, uh, simple things you could do, once again, emotional connection with friends and family, uh, order takeout from local restaurants. They're the ones who need it the most. Uh, even one thing Cindy's doing with her dad's restaurant, uh, Long High Restaurant in Tustin, California, is organizing meals for uh, healthcare workers on the front line. So I think that's really good too, because you know, I mean, the healthcare workers, they're the ones like really kind of the, the soldiers on the front line who need as much emotional and like, you know, and what, what's the best way to just like help somebody? Just kind of feed them. I think it's one of the nicest things that we could do. So maybe even, you know, hit up the local hospital, see if, you know, you got, you could donate your monies or whatever to help, um, help the, the healthcare workers. And I think it's kind of a good Archimedes lever where the healthcare workers are probably the ones who are helping the situation the most. So if you're able to help the healthcare workers, then it looks like everyone else is gonna be benefiting. So uh, I would just say for you to scrutinize the news, scrutinize the information you're getting, um, and think a lot about, you know, is this noise? Is this signal? Is the signal is noise? Does it affect me personally and my family? And if not, it's probably noise.